Hey everyone, welcome to Take Heart Today. We've been talking about God as the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. And what is the fact that he identifies himself really in deliberately and repeatedly with those three particular individuals, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob? What does that say to us about what God is like? We start by looking at the God of Abraham, the God who initiates and who has a plan and who carries that out, who comes looking for us. Uh, today, the God of Isaac. I woke up um, this morning feeling quite heavy and um, I have found, as I'm sure you have over the years, that my confidence approaching God kind of goes up and down. And for me, um, if I'm honest, the thing that kind of makes it go up and down is how well I think I'm doing as a Christian. So if I think I'm doing all right and I've got the right attitude and I'm doing the right things, then I can come to God and I can be fairly, fairly confident at that, about that. But um, if I feel like I'm not doing great and I've got loads of mess in my heart and loads of sin and, you know, which I think I'll probably always have, but I'm more aware of it, then what happens is I come to him and I generally have an approach that, that is like, I just need to really try and be really good now. And I need to really try and deserve this relationship and work really hard at it. And that means that um, I can find myself not really very at peace as a Christian. I don't know if you can relate to that, but um, looking at Isaac's story, I think can really speak to us. Yesterday in Take Heart, Mike did, I thought, some incredibly helpful teaching about the fact that we are sitting in the heavenly places in Jesus. I loved it when he said, um, we can sometimes have the approach that, you know, Jesus died on a cross and he said, it is finished. And then he whispered, well, it's mostly finished and you guys probably need to carry on because it's still quite a bit for you to do. You know, because that made me laugh because it's like that is sometimes what I think he said on the cross. And of course, that's not true. And it begins the Christian journey with sitting and resting and remaining in what he's done. So let's look at Isaac. Isaac, in many ways, is stands out because he's so ordinary, if I can put it like that. There's very little that is impressive about Isaac. He's sandwiched between Abraham, who goes on this incredible journey and, you know, is the great man of faith, and Jacob, who is a bit of a disaster in some ways, but at least his life is interesting, and then there's just Isaac in the middle who doesn't really seem to do hardly anything at all. Um, uh, you know, Abraham had to go on the journey from where he lived to the land of Canaan. Isaac's just born there. A Abraham goes on this, this um, you know, has a whole life of toil and hard work and being very shrewd and he amasses tremendous amounts of wealth. Isaac just gets given all of the wealth of Abraham. Abraham finds a wife for Isaac. Isaac doesn't have to go looking. He's just given uh, Rebecca. Um, one of the things that I think is fascinating about, about Isaac's story is one of the few things he is recorded as doing is digging, reopening some wells. He reopens three wells. But if you look in the story, they're just wells that Abraham had already dug. And, and Isaac just goes back and reopens them. And then uh, ultimately, when, when Isaac dies, he's, he's put in a tomb that Abraham had provided. So um, Abraham attains everything through long trial and Isaac just inherits it all. There's nothing that Isaac received that was a result of his own work. 
There's nothing Isaac received that was a result of his own gifting, his own skill, his own ingenuity, his own determination. It was all gift. Isaac was ordinary and he was unimpressive and it was all given to him. We are ordinary and we are unimpressive, especially Mike, but it is all given to us. What this says to us about the God of Isaac is that he is the great giver. And the, the, my favourite, I think, picture of this comes in the New Testament. And the word testament just means covenant. Um, it's the new covenant. And there's this, this picture of a covenant. A covenant was a binding agreement. Um, we, we make covenants today, we just don't use that language often. They're like legal binding agreements and they come in various forms. Um, but one of them is a will. And we know how wills work. Wills work, somebody dies, um, you know, if they're a rich relative, they might, they might die. And of course, we'd be very sad. But then we go to the reading of the will to find out what we get. And I don't know if you've ever had that experience, but everybody kind of sits around and um, it's like, are you going to get the house? Are you going to get the cars? Are you gonna, just going to get stuck with the garden furniture? And um, we know that, that the key, when we're, when we're in a position like that, is just you inherit it. Like, it's nothing you do. It's just, it's, if your name is there, you get given it. They don't come and say, look, how good are you? Do you have, what's your morality? You know, do you, do you live a good life? If you do, then you can inherit the house. But if you don't, then you can't. It's just your name's there. It's written on this document. So the house belongs to you now. That's how it goes. And the picture of a will is given to us in the New Testament. And we're told in, in Hebrews, it says, of course, for a will to become active, somebody has to die. And that is what has happened. Jesus has died on the cross and the will has been triggered and our names are in it. And so what we're told is we inherit every flipping spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Every single one is ours in Christ Jesus. And so enough of am I good enough for it? Enough of do I deserve it today? Do I deserve it this week? Enough of I'm so terrible, I can't possibly, I can't possibly receive it. The whole point of the Christian life is that he's the giver and we are the receivers. We accept it and we receive it. And that becomes the place from which we're able to live the Christian life. That's, that's, where the, that's where the joy and the power comes from, is from knowing we receive it. It's like the foundations of a house. If the foundations are right, the house stands up. The foundation is that he loves us because he loves us because he loves us. The foundation is absolutely 100%. We are ordinary and we are unimpressive but he is overwhelmingly extraordinary in his generosity. He is impressive in his kindness and he is the giver to us. And I've been asking myself the question, how many more years before I really get this? How many more years before I can walk to him every single morning and just have my head held high and be confident in his love for me? And I think I don't know the answer to that. But what I do know is that we'll get there, not kind of like in 10 years time in one big moment, 
but day by day as we remind ourselves that the God that we worship is the God of Isaac. He is the great giver. Let's practice being receivers today rather than striving and straining. Just receive.